0: This is The Show Off. It's the collab you didn't know you needed.
1: The unholy union of two powerhouses of Australian media.
0: Pedestrian and the Batuta Advocate, taking a savage swipe of the week in entertainment news.
1: Anything you've missed.
0: And everything people give a shit about. I'm Josie Rosenberg-Clark, Head of Editorial at
2: Pedestrian. I'm Effie Bateman, Lifestyle and Entertainment Reporter at the Batuta Advocate.
1: And I'm Wendell Hussey, the Sports Reporter at the Batuta Advocate and the Token Bloke of this podcast. Today on The Show Off, we're talking about Kanye West suddenly liking Jewish people again for what I'm sure is a perfectly logical reason. We don't want him. US Congress members getting confused about TikTok and Wi-Fi and how it all works. T-Swizzle, rumoured to be coming back down under and what that means for the MCG turf. And nerds like UFE Bateman are getting very excited about the Dungeons & Dragons movie which is coming out. Yep,
2: yep, I am, I am very excited to see it.
1: And to wrap things up, we're going to talk about Harry Styles kissing like a shit-faced 14-year-old, which you're not excited about, Josie Rosenberg-Clark.
0: Quietly devastated over you.
1: Fair enough. Big show.
0: I'm excited. Let's get into it. Hey, Wendell and Effie. Thanks so much for making it all the way down from Batuta to Sydney to record this podcast. How was your trip?
1: Really good. It's always a pleasure. We love being down here in our least favourite city in (laughs) Australia, back in Sydney, Good to be down here Mm. Jetstar cancelled on us Last minute As they normally do It was like
2: 10 minutes To boarding as well Half the people Are already on the plane
1: Mechanical issue But anyway We got Rex And uh, that's the editor Clancy Overall's problem Because was his credit card Paying for those flights But we're here now Mm -hmm. And there's plenty to talk about
0: Yeah I'm glad you're here We've got a big week To wrap up
1: Let's get into it Now, we want to kick off today with Kanye West, who's a noted historian, and he's come out and announced that he no longer hates Jewish people.
2: So this week I wrote about this on Batuta, an article titled, History Comes Full Circle as Art Yet Again Has a Profound Effect on an Anti-Semite. Kanye West has had a very long history of saying a lot of cooked things, Mm -hmm. uh, in particular a lot of anti-Semitic remarks. Though it has ramped up in the past couple of years, including saying he's going deathcom three on Jewish people, and even making remarks so fucked up that shock jock Alex Jones was shocked.
1: Pretty impressive. Oh my goodness! Just because you don't like one group doesn't mean the other. But look, it's I fine. love Jewish people, but I also love Nazis. Oh good. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Well, I have to disagree with that. Hey, but listen, we're gonna go to break. I'm, I'm, I'm the,
2: I'm the crazy one here. We're all crazy. The whole world's crazy. But now Kanye has decided that he actually likes Jewish people. Oh, So
0: sweet of him. He's a real humanitarian, old Kanye. So piece of art Mm -hmm. changed his
2: mind, completely went 180 on all of his opinions about Jewish people. What do you guys think that could have been?
1: We talking a Holocaust doco maybe?
2: No. The Diary of Anne Frank. Mm -mm.
1: Schindler's List?
2: You know what? You're really close. The Pianist? <laughs> no. Adrian Brody? <laughs> no, no. Yes. No. It was 21 Jump Street.
1: Classic, classic Jewish history mm. film. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I can – yeah, I mean, completely understandable that he's now pivoted after yeah. watching that. So
2: he posted this to Instagram next to a poster for the 2012 film. It was a really <laughs> weird poster. I feel like it was uh, It was like the finished version of a poster. You're like a fan art? <laughs> yeah, it was just a weird – I don't know where he found it. Um, but he said – Watching Jonah Hill and 21 Jump Street made me like Jewish people again. Oh my God. No one should take anger against one or two individuals and transform that into hatred towards millions of innocent people. No Christian can be labelled an anti-Semite knowing Jesus is Jew. He went on adding, thank you, Jonah
0: Hill. I love you. <laughs> 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 this man is unwell.
1: Well, uh, yeah. I mean, I think that's kind of yeah. been well documented mm. around that whole thing, but... One question that springs to mind straight up after this is how has it taken him 11 years to watch 21 Jump Street?
0: One of the greatest movies of all time, I think we can agree. Yeah. Yeah, it's amazing. But it's also, does Jonah Hill mention being Jewish once in that movie? Like it's, <laughs> that's, that's not really like the canon of 21 Jump Street. Like I don't understand why that prompted this Yeah, response. I think there's,
2: there's like an offhand comment that he's Jewish and, And that was the moment for Kanye.
0: Yeah.
1: I do wonder if there's a little bit of trolling going on here with Ye. Yeah. If he's just stirring people up. And obviously we spoke about how he might not be Mm
2: -hmm. particularly
1: well. I do wonder how much 21 Jump Street has actually brought him around. As much as I love, as much as I love Mm. the idea of 21 Jump Street bringing him around.
0: And Jonah Hill being that, you know, bringer of peace, Mm. you know, between Kanye West and jewish people around no the world. Peace no, yeah I reckon. surely he's up I um, who else would be this okay. year i mean has who he else has, done
1: has he said anything jonah hill by the way
0: i don't think
2: so no but one of the directors responded on instagram next to a screenshot of west post with the caption um thanks for watching question yeah. mark
0: question mark mm. uh, okay
1: or not the dot 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 no yeah <laughs> just, just the, the question, question mark. mark
0: yeah the yeah. confused hmm. perfect <laughs> like passive aggressive king answer yeah
1: love that from him Now, next up, and we're going to talk about the rumours that T-Swizzle is the next pop star to destroy the turf at the MCG. Josie, lots of eye rolls there for me saying T-Swizzle. Isn't that a name?
0: Stop trying to make T-Swizzle happen. You've said it three times now. That's not. No, that's like a, a thing. That's but a 2012 thing to call her. I
1: think. Well, I mean, maybe that's my baseline. That's like Next, you'll be
0: like, "Girl gang,
1: <laughs> girl gang, strong, <laughs> and get I'll it." I have to kill you, slay.
0: Yeah. <laughs> but yes, last week in the US, Taylor kicked off her Eras tour. It's it's highly anticipated. Basically, if you're not a T T-Swifty, then you you won't know about it, but it's it's revisiting all the eras of her career. So it's this huge tour. And we now know from people that have actually gone to see it, what the set list is, 44 songs, 44. It's like three and a bit hours long. Mm. And thanks to people posting all this, I've already worked out two points where I will go and pee and get an Mm -hmm. overpriced Mm -hmm. wine from the stadium bar. So like shout out to those TikTokers doing the work over there. But basically, everyone is hyped. Like, we want her to come to Australia. She's been here plenty of times before. She doesn't ignore Australia. She loves us. But we're waiting for that announcement. And it's, it's coming. Mm. It's, it's, imp- it's in the impending stage. And there's plenty of insider goss dropping. So last week, Pedestrian reported someone who claims to work at the MCG leaked deets about Taylor Swift's Australian Era's tour. Basically, this anonymous source told Dumois... As you know, they're the mm-hmm. gossip fiends. I don't know if you know, Wendell.
1: Vaguely. But they're the
0: gossip fiends. They
1: wouldn't call her T-Swizzle.
0: And said <laughs> dates have been booked for the MCG and then someone sent a DM to the Shameless podcast saying they work for the MCG and that those dates are booked and she's playing two shows there. So I'm actually going to throw to you, Wendell. Yep. Because mm. this relates to your area of expertise, sports. It certainly
1: does, yeah. That's why it piqued my interest because mm-hmm. – you may or may not be aware, but there's been a little bit of hoo ha down in Melbourne, and it's actually spread to Perth as well. Oh. Ed Sheeran, been mm-hmm. in town recently, uh, been playing a bunch of shows. Played on the MCG. They had, I think, 110,000 in there, one of the biggest ever shows, and the turf got destroyed. Really?
2: And not the way you want your turf destroyed, Am <laughs> <I> li- <laughs> by Ed Sheeran. By Ed Sheeran. <laughs> I feel like he kind of redeemed himself with cricket people because of his close friendship with Shane Warne and now he's fucked up their turf. He's
1: fucked it up with the AFL people because a couple of Geelong Cats uh, players went down with injuries, Mm -hmm. um, which is nothing to do with the fact it's round one and maybe they've had a gruelling pre-season. They reckon it's because the turf was slippery and they're blaming it on Ed Sheeran and they're not happy. Mm -hmm. Um, It's always pretty hard to tell when someone's knees are going, whether that's turf-related or that's just something you can't avoid. But Perth, they reckon um, there's concerns about the turf over in Perth. The turf over (laughs) in Perth. The turf in Perth is under scrutiny. And just a quick side note, worth a lot. Mm. Um, And it was interesting that the organisers over there said that if the turf was unsafe... They would move games and cancel games which is a really interesting thing when you've got forty thousand yeah. people packing into a stadium to turf watch Wars. the team play they're mm. just gonna go oh sorry we're yeah and, and a
0: lot I of leave. money riding on those games yeah. and those telecasts yeah. i watch footy shows yep. and i can confirm old white men have dedicated 15 minute segments to mm. talking about how fucked up the turf was yeah from the ed sheeran shows well
1: the old white guys they own the mcg right mm. that's their venue <laughs> and sure they live there they might sell out concerts <laughs> and people might come mm. but that is the Home of the AFL mm. And that's where AFL players play So a couple of guys going down with knee injuries Not good enough And now they're going to bring t Swiss back But t might be That's even worse I'm just going to keep going with it <laughs> I'm just going to keep pushing back, you know But they reckon it might be February
0: Yes So it mm. gives it a
1: little bit earlier of a run in Pre-season and in. She hasn't been out here for a while I don't believe She was supposed to come for the Melbourne Cup a couple of years ago, remember?
2: I felt like that that was really weird
1: was extremely strange. Mm. She was coming out to the Melbourne Cup to play three songs on her only Australian show. Yeah. And then she pulled the plug because of, I believe it was publicity commitments, but there were also people claiming that it was an up to the cup. Mm. Yeah. Um, but I
0: think people would have been like, Taylor, that's not it. Animal cruelty yeah. and gambling. No, honey. Not for your first appearance in God knows how long. Yeah. Last time here was 2018, Reputation Tour. Mm, I went. It was amazing. Mm. Bring on eras is all I could say. That's a
1: Lord of the Rings length um, show, by the way. And it sounds like with all the costume changes and everything as well. Yeah. Hopefully someone's up for an Oscar there. Yeah. Now, I also hear on the grapevine that Queen Bey, Beyonce, has announced a world tour. (laughs) But we're not on. uh, We're not on the destination list.
0: Not yet. It's Queen B. Queen B. But we're not. No. I. I think
2: it's this shooey shit. Honestly. Yeah. (laughs) Like I think that is enough to deter. Because Beyonce is classy, right? Yeah. I'm actually wondering like what's going to happen with T Swizzle Mm. if she's going to be doing (laughs) if she's going to be doing a uh, a shooey. Mm. But I think that's enough. Like, maybe Beyonce won't come here. Maybe she knows better.
1: Who would have the nerve to ask Beyonce to do a <laughs> shoey?
2: We would. I swear Surely. it will happen. It will happen.
1: Next up, and we are going to talk about something I've been looking forward to talking about. It's very humorous, very mm-hmm. entertaining. The United States Congress, the parliament over there in the US of A, they've had some serious issues understanding how TikTok works this week, Evie.
2: Yeah, so aside from the Kanye post, this is probably the funniest shit I have seen all week. So this week, Batuta reported, congressman who thinks the amount of dancing children on TikTok is disgusting, clearly unsure how algorithms work. <laughs> <laughs> That's genuinely funny. It, it, and it's also a little bit disturbing. Yeah. Um, so quick backstory, the US <laughs> government has had issues with TikTok for years. In regards to concerns about data security, uh, because for some reason that's the only social media platform they're concerned about. So former President Donald Trump attempted to ban the app back in 2020, but it failed after it was rejected by US courts. And just a few weeks ago, the White House banned the app on government devices along with other countries like Canada and recently UK. Mm. And now the US government has threatened to ban TikTok if the Chinese owners don't agree to sell ByteDance which is a company that manages TikTok. And this has resulted in some hilarious videos with Congress members and potentially the most patient man ever. The CEO of TikTok shows the chew and we have some clips.
0: Does TikTok access the home Wi-Fi
1: network? Has ByteDance spied on American citizens? I don't think that spying is the right way to describe it. The only face data that you get that we collect is when you use the filters to have sunglasses on your face, we need to know where your eyes are. Why do you need to know what the eyes are if you're not seeing, if they're dilated? American data stored on American soil by an American company overseen by American personnel. We call this initiative Project Texas.
0: Please rename your project.
1: Texas is not the appropriate name. We stand for freedom and transparency, and we don't want your project.
2: TikTok is a grave threat of foreign influence in American life.
1: With a lot of respect... American social companies don't have a good track record with data privacy and user security. I mean, look at Facebook and Cambridge Analytica. Madam Chair, my time is up.
2: And if this committee gets its way, TikTok's time is up.
1: Yeah, they've dragged him up to this congressional hearing and they're peppering him with all the questions and very, very humorous stuff. Just a lack of understanding about how anything works, like Wi-Fi Mm. devices. They definitely don't know
0: how to convert a PDF. And just the most deeply American... Caricatures of people that you've ever seen, like when he's like, "Rename that project. We don't want you in Texas." Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. it's like watching an SNL sketch. I'm yeah. like, "Is that Bill Hader? Is that Kristen?" Like, it's not. They're yeah. actual politicians. And this man, like you said, is the most patient. He is. Man. Like, how? I just wanted
2: to stare into the the camera <laughs> like he's on the office. Just yeah. Like, what? <laughs> so I have I have a conspiracy theory. Mm. Okay, because I love conspiracy theories. Mm -hmm. So I think TikTok is – it's basically what young people use to share information with each other. And I think that's got – I feel like that's part of the reason why they want to shut it down. I've been radicalised so quickly on TikTok. Like, it'll show me something, I get angry about it. And then I deep dive and it just shows you – like, it'll show you shit around the world that you have no idea about. Mm -hmm. And out of all the social media channels, I feel like that is actually – feeding you a lot of information and mm. you're absorbing it a lot quicker and mm. they're talking. The
0: teens are talking the to one teams another. The are talking and fuck Google. I want some 16-year-old who knows nothing about anything to educate me on a topic.
1: <laughs> exactly. Please.
2: And dance when they're and doing it. Dance they're doing it or do their makeup while while they're run, doing it. You know?
1: I feel like TikTok is the nangs of social media. That's my <laughs> only thing. It actually puts holes in your brain. Love TikTok. <gasps> love a scroll. That is such an old person no, it, to say. Honestly, it's turning my brain into the, like six-second processing snippets and I just scroll and I just scroll and I US just go down this wormhole and an you are or
2: ad- oh, is it stealing information via Wi Fi <laughs> no, fucking no, no. window? But
1: on that data thing, I will say it's extremely humorous that the they are having this hearing and they're trying to ban TikTok over data concerns when there was a thing called the Facebook Cambridge Analytica Center, yes. mm-hmm. which was literally Facebook data being stolen to manipulate a US election, which it did, uh, yeah. and very little got done about that. Mm-hmm. There were some fines and some slaps on the wrist, but not a big deal. Yeah. Um, so I'm, I'm interested about this whole data argument. Obviously, they're arguing that the mm-hmm. Chinese government can take our data at the drop Ooh, of a hat. They're going to get,
2: oh, she likes... Pedro Pascal edits. Like, what, <laughs> how are they learning anything from that? Yeah. Like, what would they learn from you if they went, they looked at Josie's TikTok? That my
0: life is fifty percent Harry Potter, fifty percent Harry Styles. That's it. Mm. There's nothing else. There's nothing else. I have yeah. nothing else in my brain. Yeah.
1: Well, they'll use that for chemical warfare at some point. I'm sure.
0: <laughs> what about? Do you have one? Do you have a TikTok? Yeah,
1: I have TikTok. I use TikTok. I'm I'm an avid user of TikTok, which is why I say how detrimental I think it can be. What destroys what's on my attention span? Oh,
2: do we want to know? What's yeah,
1: it... oh, it's bikini yeah, babes dancing. I reckon. <laughs> yeah, essentially, it's like yeah. cheerleaders doing like parodies of like Carly Rae Jepsen. Call me maybe. Yeah, and, <laughs> and there's sports highlights. That's so specific. Uh, so specific. It of, has to be stuff true. Like that. Yeah. So it's pretty much just that, and it just keeps serving it up to me. So I am curious about mm. how the algorithm works. I want to know why that just keeps. Oh, um, I wonder why. Why don't I why get did... any of these educational yeah. videos? <laughs> Where are they? I don't know. <laughs> For our next section, Effie Bateman, I am going to need your help with this mm. one because I am not an absolute nerd alert. Uh, <laughs> there's a new Dungeons & Dragons movie coming out this week. I believe you're quite excited about it.
2: Yes, I am very excited. Uh, as a massive D&D fan myself, shout out to my crew, Garda, Thractor, and Balwini. Can't wait to see <laughs> you soon. Thrakdor uh- <laughs>
1: Bateman. Is it worth actually just explaining the concept of D&D For people who may not be aware of it
2: Yeah For people I, I can who do aren't that. fucking nerds.
1: <laughs> you know your what alert.
2: You know what I'm sorry that you guys don't have this semblance of fun in your life And that like okay. you're definitely buying into that whole Oh when I'm an adult I have to be boring And not have any fun childlike activities Okay I'm going to go through You know destroy a dragon next week But basically the Sounds concept <laughs> It is so <laughs> mad Where do I sign up so basically D&D, you have an ongoing campaign. You have your characters. I'm a bard. Called, <laughs> I'm sorry, Good for you. What is, a, is a bard like a the bard, storyteller? The bard's the one who plays. So I get to play my ukulele mm-hmm. and my best skill is vicious mockery. So I can destroy enemies <laughs> by being really mean to them. That's how so I'm brand And it's so can, fun. And I get to too. sing. So you meet every week. For a few hours Mm. and you go on this quest, you have a dungeon master, sounds a lot sexier than it is, Mm. who comes (laughs) up with a campaign every week and basically you use a dice and you roll it and you're like, oh, if I roll past a certain number, I can do this. So our favorite thing is I want to piss on someone Mm. and we roll the dice if you get, you know, above 12. Oh, wow. A A lot of Yeah. Yeah. So that's, most of it is just what sort of awful activity can I perform on another character? Um, and then try and slay a dragon as well.
1: It is a horrifying insight into the way your mind works. <laughs> I actually
2: yeah. think it sounds really fun. I'm thinking of starting one in Batuta. Yeah. Do you, do you want to? Yeah, uh, for sure. Yeah? Sign me yeah. up. I'm okay. there.
1: As long as I don't have to piss on anyone. that's what oh, I could my, see you as a, a half-orc.
2: Yeah, sure. I mean, <laughs> that's
1: fair enough. Um, particularly coming off the footy field, I'll be yeah, half-orc yeah. most of the time.
2: Also, I find this is very funny because I found out the other week mm. I saw Wendell canoodling in the corner with other male workmates and they were all <laughs> they were all having a massive you know bonding session mm. over the characters of their fantasy football team. So I feel like you can't give me any shit. Yeah. For
1: Well, least. I would argue fantasy football is based on real life. I watch those guys go and play each other in the flesh and then I get points from it. Show me where the local dragon is or the bard with the I'm ukulele sorry. who pisses on people. Where do Why? I find him? <laughs> fantasy football is real life. And so I manage you, a team and I take it so seriously. So
2: you come up. And
1: I'm not ashamed of that. Basically,
2: you're creating a fantasy about real people. That, yeah. I don't know. That sounds kind of
1: sick. What, you reckon that's more creepy?
2: Yeah, that's creepy. That's fair. That's fair
1: creepy. Enough. Well, it's, look, it's actually just a way for me to display my tactical genius and understanding of the way sports works. So, right, okay. Um, you yeah. know. Look, I'll give you Dungeons and Dragons a go, as long as I don't have to. Okay, win one
2: session, we can do one shot. Do and
1: not I'm gonna miss make a your chance. Fantasy football team, and let's see how you go.
2: What if I do better than you?
1: Well, you probably would. Yeah, yeah. that's kind of the way these things work, which is very, very frustrating. You won the tipping <laughs> comp a couple of years ago. Yeah, and I don't think you watched a single game. Nope. Not at all. So
2: this week, Batuta reported: local wife left disappointed as her husband actually meant Dungeons and Dragons when he suggested role-playing. That's a little bit of a naughty headline. Oh, a <laughs> sexy one. That's a sexy
1: one. And look, I can see where it comes from after your explanation of your <laughs> Dungeons & Dragons character. Yeah, the movie's coming out. I was quite yes. confused by the trailer. i got to be completely hmm. honest.
0: Look, I have to say I have no idea what happened in the trailer, but they got me. And mm. you know how they got me? Chris Pine, is Chris it? Pine, Roger Jean Page, Which who are all the sexiest people in the world. Yeah. And then led zeppelin's hornier song whole lot of love like they knew what they were doing with that trailer they're hooking in all the people who aren't absolute nerds to go and watch this movie and i loved it and did it work i'm going yeah i don't know what it's about there was there was no pissing there was no dice was there even a dragon i don't know i'm into it here's
2: a tip okay if you need to name a dungeons and dragons character medication names are The best, right? So, mine is uh, I've used Effexor and Remron. Mm-hmm. Uh, you could use Lustral, Favorin, Sildenafil, Hypnol. That's a good one, but <laughs> <laughs> does that not sound like a Dungeons and Dragons yeah. name? So, just when you go home, open sounds up like your you bedroom, end
1: up in a fucking dungeon. That's <laughs> what it sounds like.
2: <laughs> but look, look in your, your top drawer, look at all the medication you're on, mm-hmm. and find a name. And that will be your character.
1: Cool. I'm going to go with ibuprofen. <laughs> <laughs> and now we get to our top story today. We're at the pointy end of the show. Harry Styles has broken millions of hearts this week. Not because he's off the market, but because it turns out he's pretty shit at smooching.
0: Yeah, it's been a bit of a roller coaster with Harry lately. We mm-hmm. had him give me us the ick with his Grammy speech about a month ago. Then we had him touring Australia, which unicked him. And now we've been re-icked because he's done this shocking PDA with model, turn author, turn podcast host, turn kind of feminist icon. Emily Radikowski. Two of the hottest people in the world. I think we can agree. We originally reported this as Harry Styles and Emily Ratajkowski papped swapping tongues in Tokyo and love truly was on tour. Look, usually I'd be wildly jealous that Harry Styles was spotted macking on with anyone that's not me, but like I wasn't because the footage is just, it's actually horrific. Like Mm. I actually got war flashbacks of being in year nine Mm. and like leaving the school disco after half a bottle of passion pop to make out with Robbie from my English class. Yeah. Just really clumsily. With just why, hands why you kind you of everywhere. school
1: disco to do that?
0: To go around the back so the teacher didn't give you Well, you didn't detention. just hook up in... No, you got in trouble. <laughs> I don't know what school what you, did you went to. to? Yeah,
1: just the local public school. It was <laughs> oh, mate. Teachers just minding their own business. They let you roll.
0: It's giving Kath and Kel like... Yeah, but then yeah. there's a definite like tongue action and it's
1: actually so disgusting. He doesn't...
0: So he doesn't look like a good kisser. No, he doesn't. He really doesn't. So we've been re-icked.
1: It's mm. happened. You don't think it's kind of nice for them to just look a little bit normal? You know what I mean? Like they live these incredible lives.
0: No, um, because they're so not destroys normal. destroys the fantasy. Look at them. They're gorgeous. Yeah. So it's yeah. just
1: nice to see gorgeous people hook up like 14-year-olds either outside the dance or inside the dance. No, I think I just want to
0: have this image of them in my head just mm. having really hot amazing, private Mm. kissing and sex sessions. I don't need to see it. I
2: think it shatters the illusion. Yeah. Because, I mean, a lot of people think of Harry as this sex god. Mm -hmm. And then you see these gaudiful photos of him doing a washing machine in in (laughs) everybody's mouth and you're like, oh. Yeah. Yeah, maybe not. Celebs,
0: they're just like us. They're just like us. In 2003.
2: (laughs) I know this is really dumb. Mm Mm-hmm. And can be said for the majority of male celebrities, but I always get a little bit disappointed when somebody always dates super hot people.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Like I want them, I want them to like show some depth. Maybe date an uggo.
0: Maybe just like your everyday, you know, Sydney-based milf. Yeah. Mm-hmm. My number is zero four double two. So before we wrap up, guys, I'm dying to know what you're obsessed with this week.
1: Well. Ted Lasso is back and Mm -hmm. I am loving it. Season three has just dropped on Apple TV. A reason for me to fire it back up after a uh, little siesta, a little (laughs) sabbatical. Because my favorite mustache man from Kansas City is uh, back on the TV screen, Ted Lasso. I don't don't think you've seen it. No. Um, Basically, it's a, a football coach, an American football coach from the United States, Kansas, comes over, takes over an English football team um, mm. as their coach. Doesn't Entirely really know different sport. Yeah. Completely. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So it's a like completely different sport. He doesn't really know anything, but he's just a feel-good guy with great vibes. Yeah. And it's come back for season three, and I was nervous mm-hmm. because I watched the first two seasons in lockdown. Yes. And so I was worried, is this feel-good show Uh, so fluffy and enjoyable because I need it right now because I'm stuck at home here in Batuta or is it actually just funny and good value and uplifting? And I reckon it is good value and uplifting. Season three is making me feel good. good. I've been saving them for Sunday nights. It's Mm -hmm. a really nice thing to do on a Sunday night and just go – I can go to bed all warm and fuzzy. It's back. The storylines are all there. Ted's got the cracking jokes, the one-liners, all that sort of stuff. Big character development as well. It's just really good. I'm enjoying mm-hmm. it and I'm feeling good. And it's something nice to look forward to that I don't have to be on the edge of my seat for, you know, 50 minutes for.
2: Because mm. there's a lot of a lot of the shows that are popular at the moment are pretty fucked
1: up yes and this is the opposite Mm -hmm. of fucked Mm -hmm. up but it deals with mental health and emotions and relationships in a really interesting way which i actually think is quite cool you're a ted lasso gal aren't you josie
0: yeah i'm a ted stan but i'm ashamed to say i haven't started season three yet disgraceful part of me is saving it because it's the final season yep gotcha part of me is obsessed with my other favorite sports themed comedy drama which is Netflix's Drive to Survive. Have you guys watched Drive to Survive? No,
2: I have, I have done a little bit of research about it because I was starting to get a little bit into F1, especially because there's so much drama going on in F1. So much. And I know mm. that um, Oscar Piastri or Oscar Pastry, as mm. my phone likes to autocorrect to, doesn't have some fans because they preferred Daniel Ricciardo, who was season
0: one of Drive to Survive. Well, look... Daniel Ricciardo is season one, episode one. The whole series opens with Daniel Ricciardo. So yeah. it's like you can't not and love he's a handsome, him he's a handsome or guy. the show. He's yeah. gorgeous. He's Aussie. He drops a C-bomb on the show. He's Marry amazing. Me. But the he features in every season. Like the mm. seasons follow each season of the Formula One. So this season is season five and it's all about last year, which as we know was like high drama. Mercedes just having an epic fail mm. after like – narrowly missing out winning like the big prize the year Mm. before. But for me, it's all about Christian Horner. He is this short little man. He is a better villain than Nate on Ted Lasso. (laughs) Maybe even shorter than Nate on Ted Lasso. He's married to Ginger Spice. What? Yes. So she features sometimes. And he is a messy little bitch that lives for drama. And I love him. He is the principal of Red Bull. Napoleon
2: Syndrome? Yes, absolutely.
0: I'm going to F1. I know that you guys are. If I see him, I will vault over a fucking fence. It's on
2: site. It's fucking on site. Just to
0: get a photo with him. He is my hero. He's awful. I thought you wanted to fight him. No, I love him. He's awful. And he is what makes the show so good.
1: So you're all caught up ahead of the weekend?
0: Yes. Yeah, go. I'm ready
1: Drive to survive I might like
0: get onto it actually Lights get out and away we go, as they say
1: Well, that is it That's all we've got for you this week From the world of entertainment news Wrapping up the show, one and done
0: uh, But
2: Josie, would it be okay If you gave Wendell and I a lift to the airport?
0: I can't, sorry I'm, I'm busy working on my Harry Potter fanfic So
1: I don't want to be around you when you're doing as that As long as you add you Lucius
0: I'm, I'm alright with that <laughs>
1: Thank you for listening and join us next week on the show off.